terrified disciples. Have you ever been one? Or maybe you feel like you are one right now. Terrified is an alarming word, isn't it? I was reflecting on times in my life when I think I have been terrified. Maybe you can think of a terrifying moment or terrifying experience. It just so happens that one of my terrifying moments was in water. Because I'm not a great swimmer. Let me reword that. I'm not a good swimmer. Okay, my kids are whispering in my my ear, I'm not a swimmer. I don't float. And there have been a couple of times in my life when I really thought I was going to be swept under the waters. In my early 20s, I was jumping into a deep pool of water in a cove in Gladstone Creek in southern Alberta. So imagine a 22-year-old Ryan with camouflage shorts, uh, a dirty t-shirt, and leather high tops trying to swim. And we were laughing and having fun, and I was supposed to be (laughs) supervising this youth group. And I jump in the pool, and I start drowning. And the students are on this ledge about 10 feet above me, and one of them must have seen the terror in my eyes as I dipped below the waterline one last time, flailing my arms. It was scary. It was terrifying. How about us? Have we been terrified? And and in light of today's story, have we been terrified disciples? Because some of the stories that I hear and read or that come into my social media feed in these days talk of a terrified people. The church is in trouble, these voices might say, or the church in Canada is never going to make it through this pandemic. Or maybe people asking, what's wrong with our church? How come it's not as big as it used to be in the 60s and the 70s? Is the cultural issues of our time encroaching upon us, pushing us to the margins of society? I hear worried, anxious voices that might be terrified. And it seems like then terrified disciples reach for buckets to bail them out. And I don't know what those buckets might look like in your world, but I thought of a few uh, buckets that we might use for bailing. Uh, Maybe we grab the political bucket and we say, well, we'll use our rights as citizens and we'll fight for our rights. Or we grab the religious bucket and we say, well, the church doesn't mix with the state, so we've got our own church rules. We're going we're gonna to bail us out. It's going to be fine. Or maybe it's the certainty bucket. We'll write statements or we'll hold placards and we'll let you know where we stand and who's in and who's out, and then you can either be for us or against us. Or maybe it's the nostalgia bucket. Ah, things were much better back then. Let's turn back the hands of time and get us out of this mess that we're in. Or maybe it's the Christian bucket. The, 
we're going to pray for you. Uh, no, we're going to pray against you. <laughs> or we're going to prove that uh, Jesus rules and we're going to take the land. There's lots of buckets that I think terrified disciples might reach for. But what does Jesus say to terrified disciples? And in saying what he says to terrified disciples, what is Jesus saying to us? Who, though we might feel like experts, like these experienced fishermen, but they hit that place where they were being overwhelmed by the wind and the waves, where water was pouring over the edge of their boat and filling up the keel And it was only a matter of minutes before they felt like they were going to get pummeled. And so they're frantically bailing out their boat, and Jesus walks on the sea, comes to them, draws near to them, and says, I am. Do not be afraid. And in this version of the gospel story, we don't hear or read that the storm ceases. Instead, we get this intriguing account of what I'm calling gospel time travel. It happens a few times in the New Testament where, poof, stuff just happens. And the disciples and the boat are transported to the shoreline. We read that immediately the boat reached the land towards which they were going. And can you imagine the look on these disciples' faces? They must have been relieved. Can you feel their emotional roller coaster from the terror of the wind and the waves and then being transported to the tranquil shoreline? Oh, they must have felt so good. I can still remember when I got to the shoreline after that I almost drowned incident, and I turned to this person who saved me, and I said, I almost drowned. There was no way I was going to get out of that situation without you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I didn't know whether to laugh or cry. And I imagine these disciples felt the same. Their drenched but relieved bodies laid out on that rocky shoreline of the Sea of Galilee. They're gasping, they're sighing, they're wide-eyed. Maybe there's tentative smiles on their faces. And they look at Jesus. And Jesus looks at them with those same eyes of compassion and love that he looked at the hungry crowd in last week's story. And so these disciples and generations of disciples after them would remember and hear this story. When you are terrified, when I am terrified, when we are terrified in the midst of struggle or anxiety or chaos or calamity, Jesus says, I am. Do not be afraid. That's good news. We, friends of First Baptist, here in this place, those who are worshiping with us from afar, you know what? We're in a boat. And I was reminded this past week of how in the early church, boat stories 
would be read as stories that were talking about or interpreted as stories of the church. And that image of the boat carries into early church history and even early church architecture. Even our church. I want you to pause and look up. If we could turn, and, and um, Evan's going to show some pictures for those of you who are joining live stream. Look up. And if we could turn our sanctuary upside down, that vaulted ceiling would become what? The hole, right? This deep, cavernous hole. And these walls on the side of us would be the support walls of the boat. And these windows would become maybe portholes in the boat. And so our church, uh, in a wonderful way, really captures that boat image. This space becomes a boat. And we are the people who are all aboard, sailing together through the waters of the world. We are traveling to and fro from shoreline to shoreline through time and space. We together in this boat are sent to tell the good news of a God who loves and heals, cares, has compassion for all the world. And since we're in a boat, there will be times of tumult. There'll be times where the sea gets chaotic and dangerous and the waves will threaten. And we might feel on the verge of being overwhelmed. And the water may feel like it's pouring over into the edges and we are trying to bucket ourselves or bail ourselves out of here. And we will be terrified. And Jesus' words are not, bucket harder, grab more buckets, or row harder, row harder. Instead, Jesus says, look at me, look at me, look at me. I am with you. Jesus comes to us. Jesus draws near to us. Jesus assures us that he is with us in the eye of the storm, abiding with us. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Jesus says, do not be afraid. Richard Rohr says that the most common one-liner in the Bible is, do not be afraid and that it occurs 365 times. Ponder that for a moment. In today's story, Jesus rescues terrified disciples. And Jesus' words of consolation and comfort and reassurance are spoken to generations of disciples. And they speak to us now, in this community, in this time, in this era of us being the church, being in this boat together. And so I hope we might be encouraged anew to claim these promises, to access the courage and the hopefulness found in this promise, in this story, because we are fellow boaters, nautical mates, so to speak, 
And I want us to pause, and why don't you look, for those of you who are in the sanctuary, look at your nautical mates today. In the boat of the sanctuary of our Lord together. Look up to our singing nautical mates in the balcony. We need each other. We can't do this work alone. And maybe if you're in a a place where you're watching this online, I hope that you can look to your left or look to your right and see a mate, see a fellow boater who is helping you hold fast. Or maybe today you might send a text or an email or make a phone call to someone who is a fellow boater, a nautical mate with you. Give them thanks. Share your gratitude. Um, Maybe look at them like I looked at that person who saved my life and say, I can't do this without you. I can't do this without you. There's too much risk. There's too much danger. There's too much fear in my heart. And so let's lift up our eyes, and maybe we'll drop our buckets, let go of our buckets, and encourage each other, encourage, grant each other courage for the journey. And like we've sang and already prayed this morning, let's fix our eyes on Jesus together and say, it's Jesus It's Jesus. It's God with us. Emmanuel, God with us, abiding with us. My fellow boater, my nautical mate, do not be afraid.